and welcome to the Red Couch Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. For the first time, I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. Today, I'm joined on the Red Couch by your two other hosts of this show, Ben Harrietha. Hello. Hi. And Justin Culler. Hi. How's it going? Hi. So good. How are you guys? uh, Good. Good. How's it feel? How's it feel to be on the other side? Weird. It's very low stress. I very like. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. It should be. The most casual time for you guys now. I was super stoked uh, when we were planning this one out, and I saw that I did not have to host. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I love running the podcast; it's super fun. But I'm very bad on camera. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, I, I, I'm great on camera. I, what are you I don't. About? <laughs> well, I don't like being like. I, I think I'm bad on camera, and that's the. And it's the mental thing. So, like, when I was like, "Oh, I can only just be on camera and just exist as a person," that was great. Everyone drop in the comments how they think Ben is on camera. Uh, <laughs> please be nice to me. <laughs> I'll cry if you're not. <laughs> um, so, like, how's it going? You guys, I mean, you're in school. Yes. Mm-hmm. How is it? Are, do you feel like things are winding down right now or are they, like, crazier than ever? I'm, I'm kind of in that middle lull period where for the past two weeks, it's been just wall-to-wall busyness. But now getting certain projects in, sort of starting to slowly wind down. Every everything that I submit is just that little bit of satisfaction. So everything's slowly getting easier and easier. So, what is going in right now? We both bit, uh, Ben and I both did broadcasts. So mm-hmm. what's happening right now in the program? Because we will know. So a couple of the big ones we had were the the breaking news one for uh, and you did for that Mike. and I yeah did great did that, that one was awesome. Fun fact: I didn't do that assignment. Neither did I. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was COVID our year, so we were off the hook. Mike Stubbs uh, gave us the gave us the the leeway there to like not have to do that. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think I think I did it, but I didn't have to like go cover anything. Like I think yeah. I was just able to just like basically pretend to cover a breaking news story. And that's what I had to do. (laughs) I wish. Yeah. (laughs) We got to just do something completely different entirely. Like I got to, I think the option was that you could like interview a local journalist and just like talk, like tell their story about their career in journalism. And at the time, I think I did Angela, the previous editor of Interfaith. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it was real, real cop out on that one for me. Yeah. Unfortunately. I think we also did an assignment like that in my yeah. year where we got to interview like a like a, a journalist that we wanted to interview, which so I got to talk to someone who was like who was like a games journalist that like oh, a lot. Yeah, which was really cool. And what so, so what, what story did you end up doing for your Um news? so there was a, a big uh like barn and field fire down on the southeast side of town a little while ago. And uh I was in the middle of of uh, one of Gina's classes and saw it start to pop up on my Twitter, like the from London Police, London Fire. And I was within 20 seconds of seeing it. And I was like, oh, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's the only, it's the first time that I've ever done a, a big breaking news thing. And man, you just feel horrible going someplace, pulling out the microphone and being like, man, your, bur- your barn just burned down. How do you feel about it? Like it was, uh, I, it was it was a good experience, but definitely not my my niche of journalism for sure. It's a tough one, I think, in journalism, and it's like a weird rite of passage. I think that you like have to have that experience where you're putting someone in that position. You're trying to get the story, but you know it feels like this like the, it's hard. Yeah. It's like a hard feeling. It just feels bad when you have to sort of take that human ele- element out of it a little mm. bit and just try to be like, hey. I know you're going through a whole lot right now. Can you just find any sort of way to describe me what happened, what's going on, just yeah. to paint the picture for people in London who want to learn more about what's going on? I think that's such a good way to frame it, too. Um, I think too often in those kinds of reporting situations, there is like a 
slant towards exploitation sometimes yeah. and it can feel that way. But I sense that that's changing the way that like younger journalists are starting to report on stories like mm -hmm. that. There's a lot more sensitivity. Um, which is awesome, which yeah. is great. It's nice to handle journalism with that more empathetic lens a little bit. Um, yeah. And it just completely changes the whole dynamic of it where we're, we're getting taught like, yeah, journalists sometimes don't really have the best perspective when it comes to, 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 to locals and the people who immediately think about journalism. So yeah. we're, we're, everybody's trying to kind of swap that and pretty much just be like, hey, people just want to be informed. I'll ask you guys a question because th there was a panel about this at uh, Nash, which is the Cup Conference in Hamilton a couple months ago, and they were they had a bunch of reporters there from CBC, and uh, it was specifically focused on like disability reporting. And one of the questions was like everyone on the panel was a current journalist, but they asked them if they had ever been on the news previously. Like, have you guys ever been interviewed for the news for anything that I you think, can recall, and I'm... what that experience was like? I think Kate interviewed me for something. Oh, really? Yeah, for something. Uh, didn't because didn't she do stuff for like CTV or something, something like that? Was this about like the like LGBT? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So she interviewed me for that, but uh, never before that. No. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe once yeah. way back when I was in high school. Uh, it was back when I mean there have been multiple waves of it, but when there were a bunch of of. Um, like staff walkouts and things like mm. that. The students mm -hmm. also participated at one point and I was I was out there with them. And uh, I think it was I CTV or Global or someone came out and, and yeah. interviewed me about it. I was going to say, I remember that, but we would have been in different school boards. Yeah. <laughs> Not the was, same. Was Not that, the same. Was that with Doug Ford or was that a different... That would have been before, I believe. Oh, Because um, that would have been back in maybe 2013, 2014. Mm. So oh, okay. a little while back. So I was I was entering high school when that <laughs> happened. I think I was on the tail end. I was grad definitely had graduated back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for being 21. My bad. <laughs> but, uh, but this is something that, that we had talked about in that conversation was like to remember how it felt to be interviewed and to be on the news and and what the follow-up was like after because I had that experience too I remember I think Rogers TV came to my high school we were doing like a musical review or something and they were there to shoot us all recording we didn't we weren't notified like when the story went live we never you never hear back from anyone and if it's a sensitive topic and you never get that follow-up then it, you know it can just feel that like that it can feel exploitative, right? If you're just being like, oh, I was your story and then you just forgot about me, just, right? You just used me. Yeah, Ugh. like literally though. But that's so that's something we're always trying to, I think, incorporate with our reporting here. And people are keen often in saying, can you please send me the story like when it goes up, right? We always try to do that. Well, it's just cool to have. Like yes. if, you're, if you're the one being interviewed or if you're having an article written about you, it's just cool to have that, that piece mm -hmm. of information and just yeah. have it with you. It's just kind of a cool thing to have. It's cool like archivally to keep that. Right. I'm really bad for that. I try. <laughs> People always ask me, oh, can you send this when it comes out? And I go, yeah, sure. And like immediately, soon as it, the interview is over, I forget. <laughs> uh, I should really be setting reminders. Uh, I'm, I'm usually I'm good for it, but it's it's like it's like 50 50. If I remember to get back to it. I had one person reach out to me like six months after oh, I interviewed really? them and the story went up and they're like, oh, did you, that story ever go up? And I was like, yeah. Here you go. Here you go. It's been out. It's been out for a bit now. My bad. Sorry. Um. I want to talk a little bit about the reflections that you guys wrote this year. Okay. Because um, we kind of closed out this issue with some really great features from all our reporters. I think everyone contributed I think so, a reflection. Yeah. Um, 
Except me, I didn't write one. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. I wrote, said here, I, I, there, if you want, we could talk about what I would have said, but I want to talk about what you guys wrote. Um, so Ben, I want to start with yours. You talk about the idea of life being boring again. I am so excited for my life to be boring again. It's unreal <laughs> uh, because like the past couple of years have just been like crazy for me because like obviously COVID and then like I was in school, uh, I was moving a lot because uh, like I lived, uh, I used to live in like Argyle mm. um, and then essentially like I moved back home for a summer when I like the like in my first year of journalism, I moved back home for a summer and had to take like most of my stuff home and then moved back to Argyle. And then like when I moved out of Argyle, I moved some of my stuff back home and then I moved to my new place. And in that time, I've had like three different jobs and like, uh, my one roommate, my roommate was asking me, she was like, oh, when your lease is up, are you guys going to be moving? I was like, no, <laughs> hell no. You're going to stay here. I'm going to stay here yeah. because I'm not moving for a fourth time in five years. Like, so I'm just really, really stoked for my life to just be really boring. Yes. Like just kind of work, go home, make dinner, go to the gym. Call it a night. It's nice yes. to fall back into some semblance of routine. routine. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, especially because like coming to like this job after shift work, mm. where shift work is just like, yeah, you could be working like you know seven to four, uh, and then uh, the next day you're gonna be working like until like twelve o'clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm just super stoked to have like a set routine and for things to not be happening to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, you did a really interesting thing in your reflection where you kind of weaved in the story of your appendix bursting yeah. um, well, to the like whirlwind of this year that you've had. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Well, and that, that was realistically where it all started. Before then, I just had a history in marketing. I was working retail at the time and really just was, I was in the opposite of, of the situation you were in where yeah. I was stuck in this routine for years and years and years and just never had any sort of a calling or interest to do anything else. So I was just kind of stuck. Um, but yeah, lying on a hospital room floor with a burst appendix, um, feeling abs and muscles begin to fail, really kind of wakes something up in you uh -huh. a little bit. Yeah. And uh, from that point on, it just, uh, I started realizing just that I, I wasn't enjoying what I was doing and I needed to find out what I should be doing. Yeah. And uh, brought me all the way here. And then, yeah, the, the whole school year has been such a different experience, actually just appreciating what I'm doing. It's the mm -hmm. first time I've been in college and in school and liked it and actually felt like performing up to my potential. Yeah. Um, so it's, it was a whole whirlwind of the year, and that was pretty much the whole that was catalyst. The catalyst. Yeah. It burst open. Yeah. The well, yeah. Well, it's the, it's the whole thing of yeah. If you feel a pain on the right side of your gut, don't ignore it for like a week straight. Bad things will happen. That's uh, kind of a beautiful metaphor, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah if something's yeah. eating away inside of you, and you feel like you're maybe doing the wrong thing in life. Don't ignore Don't that. Don't just sit on it. No. Do something about Do something it. Yeah. About it. Now I feel like an ass because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I moved so many times and I, <laughs> and I had no, like no, three no, jobs no. and then you're like, my appendix burst. <laughs> no, but you know what? This is uh, this. So okay, I will talk about myself because I actually think that it, like personal crap that happens to you can can be so different, but it can impact you in the same way. Like for me, this year has been about rediscovery, personally and professionally. 
And honestly, the catalyst for that was my dog getting sick last summer. And it was it was the worst, like months and months of dealing with this situation. He had to get surgery. It was like thousands of dollars in the end. And he's great today and everything's fine, you know. Um, but like that evolution was kind of happening at the same time for me where I was getting to these really low places, feeling like I was in a rut professionally and personally. And then once we kind of got over that situation, it felt like things could kind of get back to normal again. So it's not appendix bursting. It's not moving 100 times, but it can it can yeah. impact you in yeah. the same way, right? And if you grow out of it, then, you know, something, something good. That's a win. Yeah, that's exactly. A that's a dub, as the kids would put it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, a re- it's a real shame that life sometimes needs to kick you down a little sometimes bit for you life to realize needs to it. Sometimes burst but... your appendix. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new metaphor for everything. We should have put something on the cover. I put a lot of Easter eggs on this last cover, but I think like a burst appendix would have been a really uh, good like, I'm addition. Just, I'm just so glad we don't have two appendixes. Like, I'm would, so would, glad that's it's gone. It. You only gotta how do it once. Gary have even put that on the cover? <laughs> It'd be like right in the corner, just, just like how it is inside of you. Just I'm a little stick. Like you're lying on the ground or something out. like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so speaking of covers, I want to talk about them uh, in honor of our former podcast host, Amy Simon, who is a huge fan of our covers. She gets them all framed. Um, and this is a conversation we had on our last year's end of year podcast. Any favorite covers for you guys? Because I have several i've got one in particular go on I, well i you gotta love the student the fsu election um super oh smash bros one yes so hard Thank not you. to love that one that one was great shout out meg for designing that one on the fly while we were waiting for results so. that was really so really good, good. Yeah. So yeah, I, good. I remember the i remember the proofs of that one it just it just it didn't it just say like pending yeah <laughs> we didn't have like names that. we didn't have the names yet we didn't know who was gonna win it was all just like last minute threw them mm-hmm. on as soon as we had the results um because they they came in the day that our paper was due. So it was a Ooh. quick quick turnaround on that one. Definitely a quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, man, that's tough. I I mean, it's not, uh, at the time of when this airs, like when this goes out, mm. it will be out. Yeah. I love the end of year cover. Your cover's really, really sick. Nice. End of year cover is so good. Yeah. Um, Can I talk about the inspiration? Yeah, go ahead. So sometimes when I'm struggling to like think of a cover concept, I will literally just Google like the words mm-hmm. that I'm looking for. So like end of year, it, this time I searched school's out. I, my initial thought was, you know, the Disney's recess movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. So, yes. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, it's gotta like, I'm instantly thinking recess. That was what I was, said th- I was like, awesome. Oh, I was like, I wonder if it could be like Disney's recess theme. So I searched school's out. Obviously that wasn't the first thing that came up. The first thing that came up was Alice Cooper's school's out. Of course. <laughs> Banger. Um, I'm looking at this thing and it's got like, it's like, things etched on a desk and the heart dagger and all this stuff. And I thought that would be so cool if we did an interpretation of that. And then as I was thinking about it, because the desk has like all the initials of all the band members on it too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we should do that. All the writer's initials can be on the desk. And then we'll put hints to all their features that are inside. And then we'll put doodles that are referencing past covers. So it just like built and built as we went along. And then I said, I really want to keep the like Alice Cooper influence. So we kept the heart dagger, but we just put like an entire band of year in it. So it's, it was, it's it was like, yeah. Cover. I think my favorite part is that everyone's initials has its their own style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if we'd have more time, it would have been cool to like actually have you guys actually write them. Actually have everyone write their too. initials. But, yeah. No, but they, it, it, that cover came out super, super, super good. Yeah. Um, and then obviously shout out to our fashion and finance covers as well. Fashion. Fashion. So, that cover is so good. This is the coolest so thing good. I ever did. We ever did. Collectively, 
the people that made this happen, I'm like so in awe of how that came together. Yeah. Because that was very like last minute. I said we should it, probably do a photo shoot. <laughs> it came out. It came out so good for so being last national too. Just yeah. Like, oh. Is that our? That's our first one. That's just straight up a picture, right? Or? In, during my tenure, yeah, we used to do co cover, like photo covers, um, like prior to when I became editor. Um, the format of our cover has changed a little bit over time. We do like to highlight our graphic designers and our artists and our illustrators. Um, but I think for fashion, it was just like a no-brainer that we'd moved this issue to the second term so that it would align with the Unbound Fashion Show. Mm -hmm. um, so to not feature them felt like a disservice. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it was so cool. It, Such a cool experience. It came out so good. Yeah. And I'm sure people are loving it because walking around the school, people are picking up issues from places that people do not normally pick up issues from. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been really solid. Actually, I was just looking at the numbers for pickup this year. Um, higher than pre-COVID. Wow. Higher than pre-COVID. That's sick. Um, yeah. It's because you guys hired me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all Ben. Like everyone's picking it up for the rewind and the rewind only. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, everyone's like, I don't care about any of this other stuff. I want to see what this guy has to say about Nirvana. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do also want to shout out our Black History Month cover, which was a contribution. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of great contributions that came in for that issue. I'm really lucky to get a piece of artwork that also worked for the cover. Um, so oh, that was another, the, another really solid The Galen one. Weston one, too. Yeah, yeah the, the Galen finance, Weston. Yeah. That was the finance, oh, finance one. Finance one is so good. Yeah, yeah, that was... <laughs> 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 that was fun. That was a good one. Um, any favorite stories? Yours or someone else's? Oh, that's tough. That's, that's a really... I had to look back, honest, because there are yeah. a lot that I don't remember. And then I, I really there are a lot of ones that I loved in the geek issue. Geek which, Issue had some good ones. I wrote that Twilight column, which I still think about. Yeah. And Kate did that one about like boy band history, which I am partial to. Mm -hmm. um, I think I came in r immediately after the I Geek think you're issue. right. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I remember you were in pitching that one. stories and be like, ah, oh, that would have been that would been really good for last issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what stories I had in the Geek Issue. I know, I know, I wrote uh, a, a Radiohead review for that one. Mm -hmm. For I wrote Okay Computer, but that's yeah. about all I remember. I don't remember what. Uh, I know I had like a culture or opinion piece in there, yeah. But I can't remember what it was. Uh, but oh man, um, that's really tough. Definitely a highlight for me was that RBC training ground one. Oh my um, gosh, in the sports yes. one because I've been obsessed with the Olympics since I was a kid, and I've never actually been able to meet and talk with uh, Olympians, let alone local Olympians from yes. the area too. It's so um, cool, right? They were, oh, so they were, cool. and they were so well. And one of them was younger than me, which also was a little bit of a throw off. It's always um, it's a tough but, one when you get to that age. But they were just so cool, and it was just such a cool experience watching people who have succeeded at the highest level. Yeah. To then also be looking at the next generation of talent coming up as well. So it was just cool on that end. Yeah. And uh, as soon as you sent me the the heads up for it, I I nerded out immediately. And so funny, I didn't even know that you were a big Olympics fan, but as soon as I got that presser, I was like. Justin, this is for Justin. And oh. then it turned out you were a big fan and I was even more excited to send you there. I, yeah. as soon as I left the event, I immediately had to call my family and just like have that 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 detox little bit of like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I just had to like contain my my giddy excitement for like four hours straight and I needed to get it out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, definitely a highlight. That's awesome. In the same vein, I think I, I, I forget his name uh, at this moment, but- Damien Warner. Damien Warner. I spoke to Damien Warner. That was the coolest thing ever. Like just talking to a guy that is like that, like he, he was so nice too. And it's crazy because like 
people call him literally the world's greatest athlete, which I mean, that's the moniker if you if you win the gold medal in the what is it? Decathlon. 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 Yeah. And it's like and it's like, you know, you hear something like that and you think, oh, maybe, you know, maybe he's good at like maybe like half the events and he was just able to. But it's like, no, you look Everything. at his performance. He like killed it uh-huh. every single event. Like ten events, he was either first or second. Yeah. Uh, and that one was really, really that one was really cool. Uh, to just just the process of doing that one, uh, being able to do like that was like my first uh, scrum also, mm-hmm. which was cool. It's a fun experience. Uh, and I got to see I got to see Mike Stubbs again <laughs> in the field. Yeah, I got to see Mike, and I was like, Hey, Mike, how you doing? Wow. Um, Gotta love. And Mike. then speaking of speaking of Mike, actually, my other probably my favorite story is the underdog one. I wrote. Oh yeah, it was that's a, a great sports one. Story, and it was about why we cheer for the underdog. And I got yeah, to talk yeah, to yeah. Mike because he's, you know, that guy knows everything about sports. Yeah. Uh, and I got to also talk about the Seattle Mariners, best baseball team in the world. <coughs> no. <laughs> um, and I just, I have that one pinned to my office because I just, I love the title. I love the photo we used mm-hmm. uh, because it was a, it, it was, it was specifically a photo of Cal Cal, Cal Raleigh hitting the home run that got the Mariners into the playoffs. It's just such a good photo. Uh, so That was a great story. Yeah, that's probably my favorite one. Uh, shout out also to Emma's uh, climate change one. That was a really good one. Oh, yeah. I we, we, we I talked about that when she was on the reporter rants. Yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. that one because I asked, I ask, like, what's your favorite story you've ever written? Uh, she was like, into that one too, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys I know really I love like a weather story. If it's about weather mm-hmm. or climate, I like it. And it was already about, like, the weather was being weird. Mm-hmm. And I had seen conversations happening about, like, what that was saying about climate change. This winter was just a weird one, right? Definitely. And then she was into doing it, and she did such – I thought she did such a good job with it. You're yeah. right. That's a, I forgot about that one. No, it's really – I think that one's, a, that one's a sleeper hit. Yeah. Also want to shout out your uh, Christmas story. Oh, with your family's uh, oh, like yeah, gift giving, oh, yeah. that was so cute. <laughs> just really cute. I just really like that one. I have that. Uh, that is. I have that one pinned up because yeah, that was like one of the first stories I wrote. Yeah, that actually. was an early. That would have been like an really, early, feature. really early, yeah, um, feature. And it was just really fun to be able to talk to my family and just be like, "How do you guys handle the holidays?" And it's really yeah. fun seeing everyone's answers because again, like, my mom and my sister give these elaborate answers, and my <laughs> dad's, dad's just like, like, "Whatever." My dad's just like, "Ah, whatever." <laughs> A dad answer. Dad. You know? Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, okay, I want to just like round this out with, I don't know, they're not really quick fire questions, but I just want to talk about some stuff about what you guys are interested in right now. Are there any movies you're looking forward to this summer or like in the re- like near future? Um, I need to go see John Wick. Ah, uh, uh, true. Very, I need to go see, need to go see John Wick for it. Very, good. very good movie. Um, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie is definitely on my list <laughs> you for know what? sure. I was laughing at that trailer. Like, it looks funny. Chris Pine is a delight. I can't deny him. You know what's crazy? I've heard from, like, I I had, like, zero expectations for that movie. I'm like, <laughs> this movie's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie's going to suck so much. And then from literally everyone I've heard who has seen it, so far, like all the reviews, they're like, "No, this movie rocks." Okay, and, every, and all my friends who have seen it have been like, "No, it really does kick ass." Loves. So, sick. Uh, Any Barbie stands on the couch? Oh, yes. oh yeah, Just yeah, me, me too. Yeah. Okay, sick. When that trailer <laughs> came out, be, oh man, I'd be walking up one ticket for Barbie, please. Literally, like, um, <laughs> I will be there. That one, and uh, just for the cast alone, that uh, that Oppenheimer movie that's absolutely. coming out, absolutely, um, absolutely, just wicked cast for Christopher Nolan's movie. So. Yeah. Oh, it's a new Nolan movie? Yes. yes. Ooh. It's a lot, it's lots a of big names. Historical Nolan. Ooh, he, I mean, he did Dunkirk. Yeah. But yes. he doesn't, he, that's, he's only done like two of those. This will be the second one. 
I mean, I love tenants. So. Yeah, I know, right? Well, and I think they, they, they set off like a mini actual nuke or something like that to I get the actual footage for the movie. Yep. Um, which I would expect nothing is less, bonkers, honestly. From, but yeah. yeah. Um, shows you're watching right now? Mm, X-Files. Right. Oh, you're watching right. X-Files right now? X-Files. Nice. Uh, I'm like alternating between X-Files and House. Because uh, both of those are just like really good episodic where I can just basically shuffle play mm -hmm. uh, and just kind of watch whatever episode I want to watch. Yeah. Uh, House has held up so well. Same with X-Files. Yeah, um, X-Files doesn't go out of style. No, it's always good. Even, honestly, even the revival seasons <laughs> are pretty good. The They're not bad. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm running through suits for the like probably fourth or fifth time by nice. this point. I love suits. Um, oh, it's so oh man, yeah, can never sure. recommend that one enough. Uh, and uh, Fleabag right now I'm running through as well, uh, for the first time. So which one's that one? Um, so it's it stars uh, what's her Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge also written by Have you never seen it? Oh my god, Ben, you need to watch it because I would literally give my life if I could watch it for the first time again. It's so good. Spectacular. Mm -hmm. I, was I was hooked from the first episode. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Um, sick. Good. Great selections. Um, any, like, albums you guys are excited for? What's dropping this year? Uh, oh, music. I'm not as big on music. I'm, I'm such a, a retro person. <laughs> I was just at a, a, a rock and roll bingo night the other day. Oh, um, at Winks? Yes, nice. yes. Uh, and it, it was the first time I'd ever been, and I, as soon as I saw Cher, Wham, Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, all on the same bingo card, I was like, this is my jam. Obsessed. This is my place. I'm obsessed <laughs> with your music taste, Justin. It's so good. <laughs> I, I don't really keep up with, like, what's coming out. I just I just yeah. get surprised when things That's release. Kinda, yeah, I kind of um, am the same, to be honest. I know. Uh, I, JPEG Mafia just released a new album mm. with Danny Brown. And it's really good, both underground rappers, like, you know. And he's saying that he's got, like, three more coming out this year, which is insane. Uh, I'm excited for whatever King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard releases. They will undoubtedly drop they something. Un they undoubtedly they, will drop, they, like, they five albums drop this an album. year. <laughs> they released four albums last year. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's uh, crazy. And one of them was, like, an hour and a half. Oh, my God. They just be releasing music, man. I, I don't know if they're releasing one this year or not, but I recently got into one. They ended up being the uh, touring with um, Harry Styles. They're called Wet Leg. Oh yeah, um, really good group. I just recently got into them, so I hope they drop something at some point. And I'm always looking forward for anything Half Moon Run um, mm. new to come out. Just nice. especially Canadian groups in particular, always Absolutely. always great to follow. So I'm waiting with bated breath for Speak Now Taylor's version. Uh, <laughs> okay. Last but not least, y'all, we are hiring for summer right now. Full-time positions here at the Interrobang. I need y'all to tell the people why they should work for Interrobang this summer. Because you get to work with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I'm floating around. I'm floating around the building too. Yeah, uh, Justin will be in the vicinity. In the vicinity. Uh, I actually had this sort of conversation with uh, Johan uh, while we were re recording another podcast. Um, it's the the community for the Interrobang is just so spectacular, and the people that you get to work with every day are just amazing. I've never been able to have a work environment where I can have a conversation with absolutely every everybody about something that I'm passionate about. Um, uh, Johan and I went on for maybe a, a good chunk of time on on anime and video game music, and uh, just. Everybody has these little um, connections to each other in, in, in what we're passionate about. And it's just such a good environment where you can just openly chat with absolutely everybody. Yes. What he said. 
Uh, Thanks. This I actually this was just for me. Like I really just needed to uh, be validated. By I your see. Experience. Fair enough. Uh, Fair and enough. and <laughs> Hannah, our editor, is so great and spectacular and just the best person ever. Yeah. Thank you. That sounded so <laughs> genuine. Um, <laughs> um, Ben, was there anything you wanted to add? Sorry. Uh, I mean, Justin put it perfectly, honestly. That was basically what I was going to say. Uh, it's like really chill. I don't know. It's better than working retail. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Um, so come work for us. <laughs> and it, it's, it's really good. It's nice, to, it's nice to work for a place where you not only get freedom in the things that you kind of write about, but it, it's, it's also nice to stay connected with London as a city as well. Yeah. So, and especially during the summer, London is not short on events and things mm -hmm. that are going on. Mm -hmm. So there's just plenty to cover, but you also have that slight freedom where if it's yeah. like, if you want to cover a story on this, more than likely, you can yeah, in some I way, shape, and form. Yeah, I will not say no. Yeah, because yeah, we, we get a lot of freedom in the summer to write like whatever we want. And I was only, I, I started at the end of the summer yeah. and I still, I was like, I want to write this. And you were like, yeah, go ahead, whatever, do it. So I love the content. Come come, come work for us because uh, you could write about whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and you will gain experience. Like yeah. this is not like, yeah, it's, yeah, we're chill. We have a good time. We have, we're, there, it, we vibe, but you're going to learn stuff and you're going to be a better journalist for it. So mm -hmm, that too. Go to fsu.ca slash jobs. Our postings are up right now. Um, please apply. Also apply for a full-time work-study bursary at bursaries.fanshawc.ca. Um, and I think that's gonna be it, you guys. That's it. That uh, is it. Yeah, thank you so much for listening and watching to the Red Couch Podcast all year. We are not going away in the summer. We will be back in some capacity, whether it's here on video or by audio. Don't worry, you're still gonna get your Red Couch Podcast fix. Uh, for now, be sure to pick up your copy of Interrobang on newsstands right now. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all, all things, things Fanshawe. For the Interrobang, I'm Hannah Theodore.